Hey friend, I wanted to tell you a quick story about a couple of days last summer. The family was off doing their own thing and I found myself alone with three hairy and very barky friends at home. I didn't feel obligated to participate in what they were doing. And in truth, I wasn't invited. And this allowed for a couple of very incredible days. I was able to be alone without pressures, family responsibilities, email, calendars, or other distractions, all guilt-free. But I wasn't alone. I was in solitude, glorious solitude. This solitude allowed me the space to think and do what I needed. Now, I chose a stack of books, a run or two, and no small amount of just sitting. And here's a quote I love from Anne Lindbergh in her book, A Gift from the Sea. Quote, when one is connected to one's own core is when one is connected to others. And for me, the core, the inner spring, can best be found through solitude. Now this idea of solitude is nothing novel. It's been practiced for millennia. And Anne Lindbergh purposely put herself in solitude when she wrote that book, A Gift from the Sea. And Pablo Picasso also believed in it when he said best, without great solitude, no serious work is possible. And just yesterday, a dear friend sent me a clipping from a magazine. And Lady Gaga was talking about solitude. She said, quote, I'm interested in living more of a life of solitude. It's nice to have time to be alone and be expansive and know you are enough. I wish I could tell my younger self that. Now this privilege in this exercise, Lady Gaga, she has problems you and I don't have, and we should probably be thankful. And Bill Gates is in rarefied air when he takes his quarterly trip to a cabin on the lake with a stack of books. And obviously, few can do that. But if we leave it at that, it would be making an excuse for inaction. There's no reason that you and I can't find an hour alone without distractions, with a notebook. It might mean you get up a little earlier, or you go to bed a little later, or have a conversation with your humans telling them what you need. We have, if we're lucky, about 30,000 sunrises. And after we get our eight hours of sleep, we have about a thousand minutes a day. If we let it, all those minutes will fill up with a barrage of distractions. Once our eyes open, the phones, the humans, and our monkey minds start. We have to make space, space for thought, deep work, and for ourselves. And from one of my favorite little books, Boyd Vardy says this, quote, in complete solitude, I stop objectifying myself. In the bush, I don't think of myself on some social hierarchy. I don't define my value as a comparison with others. The birds and the animals don't judge me. It's a kind of healing in which I become human again. In complete solitude, we are not a concept of ourselves. We are ourselves. End quote. Solitude allows us time to reflect on what is important, gain perspective, and respond to the world. In solitude, you have space to consider how to respond while everyone else is busy reacting. I'll leave you with this, again from Anne Lindbergh's book, A Gift from the Sea. Quote, I must find a balance somewhere or alternating rhythm between the two extremes, a swinging of the pendulum between solitude and communion, between retreat and return. In my periods of retreat, perhaps I can learn something to carry back into my worldly life. End quote.
You might not be able to carve a week out away at some lakeside cabin, but can you find an hour over the next week to spend with yourself in solitude? Nothing electronic, just you, a notebook, and your thoughts, as scary as that might be. And be gentle with yourself. We're all a work in progress. And take care out there. Do me a favor. Hug your humans. I hope you found that helpful. And if you did, please consider hitting like, leaving a comment, or sharing it with just one other person who might find it helpful too. After all, we're all in this together. Take care, friend.